1: 15. On today's Fantasy Baseball in 15, we'll zero in on some jobs up for grabs on the Astros roster.
2: Like death and taxes, Dodgers has a Dodger. I have That's... not had uh, 3 go uh, yet. It
1: works great in a fantasy three. league. I'm
2: just glad I am not at the dentist.
3: Fantasy Baseball in 15, on The Athletic.
1: Welcome to Fantasy Baseball on 15 for Friday, March 5th. I'm Al Melker, and I am joined by Derek Van Riper and DVR. Um, we have a, an episode here that unfortunately is well timed. We're going to talk about the Astros today and we're doing this with the uh, news of the Framber Valdez, uh, finger injury. Um, still pretty, pretty fresh. So, um, do you have you drafted him already in any leagues?
2: I have not. I have been in some drafts where people drafted him right before the injury, which I always feel terrible when that happens. And and hopefully we'll get some optimism, some good news from our good friend, Jake Kaplan. He covers the Astros for the Athletic, and he's as dialed into that situation as anybody.
1: Yep, uh, absolutely. So we are very, very fortunate to to have Jake here. So uh, as you mentioned, DVR, we got Jake Kaplan, the uh, Astros beat writer for the Athletic. So Jake, thanks so much for uh, dropping in and uh, talking some Astros with us.
3: Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on, guys.
1: All right. Uh, well, uh, we'll get started right away. And uh, we will certainly get to that Framber Valdez uh, issue shortly. But I know a lot of people also are very curious about Miles Straw's status this spring because uh, there have been reports, yours among them, that uh, he's slated to be the starting center fielder and possibly the leadoff hitter. So, how's his campaign going for those two spots?
3: Yeah, it's interesting because I think the Astros, on one hand, would like him to secure that spot and 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 win it in spring training. But on the other hand, if you look at the roster, there's really no one else who could be a, a center fielder um, on a regular basis uh, on their entire roster. So um, unless they're like willing to dip into like Jose Siri as a non-roster invitee, but I don't think that's their first uh, option. So yeah, it's, it's pretty much straw or bust uh, unless there's a surprising move there that I'm not expecting. Um, the question is, will he bat lead off? I think there's a decent chance he will based on dusty bakers. Um, you know, if we look at how dusty Baker operated last year and his preferences and tendencies, um, George Springer missed 11 games in the regular season last year. And in early in the year, it was a mixture of Jose Altuve and Kyle Tucker in the leadoff spot. But I think the last five or six games, in and all of which were like down the stretch, um, it was Miles Straw, and he's he's already talked about he likes. Um, speed at the top so I you know I think it could it, it could be Altuve it could be someone else but I, I, it looks like um, Miles Straw's got a, a pretty solid chance to be the leadoff hitter.
1: So Jake uh, you know there's certainly a lot of interest in that Miles Straw situation but uh, Jose Altuve almost seems like a forgotten man in fantasy drafts uh, you know certainly compared to past years. Uh, do you see any reasons for us to buy into an Altuve rebound?
3: Yeah I actually I'm I'm pretty uh, bullish on a Jose Altuve rebound. Um, I think last year was just a wacky year uh, for a lot of reasons. And, um, you know, I, I think when you look at the big sample size of his career, you can bet that, you know, he's going to be cl- closer to normal than he w- is going to be closer to 2020 regular season. And if you look at his, his 2020 postseason, that's that's a reason for optimism too, right? Um, I think he hit five homers after hitting five all regular season. So um, I expect he will be a lot better. I don't know if he will have, uh, you know, the MVP type season or even the 2019 type season where he was quietly really, really good that year too, kind of just overshadowed by Bregman and Alvarez. Um, but I think he's going to be one of their three or four best hitters. And I think, um, you know, you could expect a fair amount of, of OPS from him too. Let's talk about that
2: Framber Valdez situation because it's one that could be a major injury for this Houston rotation, depending on how much time he misses. What do we know at this point, as far as a possible timetable for Valdez's absence?
3: Yeah, as we speak here on Thursday morning, the Astros have been very vague about a timetable. I think they're waiting for the swelling to go down to really do more tests on his finger and make sure uh, what's going on there is what's going on. It doesn't sound good, um, and I think he might be out for a while. So uh, definitely a huge blow for them. I mean, depth was a huge issue coming into spring training. And if you looked at their rotation, it was pretty set and it was pretty solid 1-5. to Um, But really, Greinke is the only one who's ever pitched a full major league season. And they thought uh, Valdez could be another guy who could do it based on how strong he is and how resilient his arm is. And so if you take away that 180 innings, you could have projected there possibly. Uh, Obviously, there's still a chance he pitches some of those innings, but... um, you know, I think it's their depth is getting tested and they've only played a a handful of Grapefruit League games.
2: Yeah, a couple of really young options may have to step up again. We did see a little bit of Luis Garcia last season, only 12 and a third innings, and he was making the leap from high A. So having Mm -hmm. skipped over Double A and Triple A entirely, he held his own in that limited time and he's looked really good in the low minors. How would you say Garcia stacks up to Forrest Whitley, you know, a, a prospect we've been tracking for a long time as maybe two candidates who could be battling to at least temporarily take that spot that Valdez is vacating.
3: Yeah, I think it's Garcia's job to lose. I would pencil him in as the, you know, unless they go out and sign someone or trade for someone, I would pencil in Garcia as the the fifth starter. Um, Astros are really high on him, uh, as we saw last year. I mean, they let him start an ALCS game, a, a winner-go-home game obviously it was more of an opener situation but still like you don't do that unless you think the guy has the stuff to get through some really good hitters so um you know i similar to christian javier i could see him as like a five and dive type starter uh he's he's got the velocity he's got the the really special uh changeup um the slider kind of comes and goes but i think it can be good enough and and he's also got a curveball and a cutter so uh the control is the big question there but um you know, they think he's a major league starter. Um, you know, I think there's a good chance he's in the rotation to begin next season, uh, if not this season. But I think uh, unless they go out and sign someone, he's, he's probably going to be in it this season too to start. As far as Whitley goes, I think uh, he's kind of like the ultimate 2021 wild card. Like he's, I mean, what's the record for being on the prospect list? How many years can you do it in a row? <laughs> he's he's getting up there. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, he's, he's been supposed to be on the Astros since 2018, right? And it, it hasn't happened yet. Uh, I think there's some optimism that this could be the year it clicks, but what does that mean? You know, I think the, there's just so many questions with, between command, durability, and then say both those things align. How many innings does he have in him after barely throwing? I mean, he threw last year in 2020, but he didn't log any official innings. And, um he his career high in innings is 92 from 2017 in in low a high a and double a so I just think there's a lot of of uh, reason to believe that Garcia is going to make the bigger impact than Whitley but you might see Whitley uh, as well They're I mean given the Valdez injury you're, they're probably going to need Whitley at some point yeah I think
2: even if they have to manage him carefully he's a bigger part of their plan at this point just by necessity Zach Grinke didn't see him right physically during the postseason last year, and he's always tough to read this time of year because his spring training might be the most unusual of, of any veteran player out there. Uh, where do things stand with Grinky as this season approaches?
3: He seemed like he was in pretty good spirits when he talked to the media a few days ago. I mean, it's hard to read because he doesn't show up to spring training until the very last moment that he has to. I think it's like the day before games start when you technically have to show up. Um... <laughs> So he hasn't pitched in a Grapefruit League game yet. I think you never really know what you're going to get. Um, you know, he's he's 37. I mean, we kind of forget. We talk about how old Verlander is, but Granky's right up there too. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. He was not good down the stretch last season or in the postseason. Um, he was still pretty good overall in the season. He was still, you know, a 111 ERA+. plus um so you could see it going either way you could see him having like his usual 3-3 and 200 innings um or you could you know one of these years the wheels are going to fall off right like i I don't know i think there's some risk there um but they're definitely going to need him to pitch a lot of innings given uh like i said earlier he's the only one in the rotation who's ever done it for a full major league season wire to wire
2: Yeah, if they don't have him out there every fifth day, things could really start to unravel on this rotation. Looking for an
0: assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right you can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Saves have been
2: a, a major area of concern for fantasy managers this draft season, Jake. Are the Astros one of those teams that will actually lean on one closer? And is Ryan Presley going to be that guy?
3: I think so. Yeah. Um, Dusty Baker, more of an old school manager and Presley's the clear front runner there. Uh, I know there's a lot of optimism that he's going to be better this year. Um, not that he was awful in 2020, but, you know, his mechanics were not right. Um, you know, whether that's a product of his 2019 midseason knee surgery and, and some bad habits there or just the wacky build up to 2020 or both. Um you know, he seemed like he was in a really good place when, when the media spoke to him a couple of weeks ago at the start of camp. Uh, I've heard some good things that his track man data and all that is is looking spot on with his pitches. Um, so I think there's you know the further he gets removed from the knee issue in 2019, uh, there's some room for for growth there. And I don't know if he'll ever be as dominant as he was in the first half of 2019, but I think there is a good chance that he is. Um, a legitimate MLB closer um who who racks up a fair amount of saves this year um you know it's just a matter of his mechanics his delivery being being in sync because if they are like he's got he's got the the fastball, and he's got the two breaking pitches. So like, what what more do you need if, if he's right?
1: Well, uh, just to go back to uh, some of the the younger players, I mean, you've already mentioned Forrest Whitley and Luis Garcia and the, the roles that they could very well play in 2021. Are there any prospects that maybe people aren't as tuned into that we should be keeping an eye on for this season?
3: I think Chaz McCormick is a little underrated. Um, he's on their 40-man roster as an outfielder and outfield is an obvious area of need for them uh i you know in my latest roster projections i've i have him making the team over steven souza um because mccormick's on the roster and souza is not um you know I, i could end up being wrong there maybe souza looks good enough to warrant making it but um they really like McCormick. He's he can play all three outfield spots. He's he's better suited for corner. He he crushed lefties in AAA in 2019. So you could easily see a scenario where you know Brantley they target a day off for Brantley or Tucker against a lefty, and McCormick plays one of the corners. Um, you know he, I, I don't know how much fantasy relevance he'll have, but I think overall among their pro- prospects, especially in the position, position player side, where they lack prospects he has a chance to have a bigger role than I think a lot of people realize.
1: All right. Well, that's uh, good stuff, Jake. Really appreciate it. And that's going to be all for this episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15. If you're enjoying this podcast on a platform that allows you to leave a rating and a review, we always do appreciate it when you take the time to do that. And we also appreciate it uh, when you fill out our listener survey. You just need to click on the link that's posted in the show notes. So, uh, Jake Kaplan, thanks again for uh, coming by and helping us out with our uh, Astros questions.
3: Yeah, anytime. Thanks for having me.
1: All right. Our pleasure. So for Jake Kaplan and for Derek Van Riper, I'm Al Melker and we'll be right back here on Monday.